What's up, guys? Welcome back to the True Social Podcast. We got Drew the Gemini. What up, though? Carlos, a.k.a. Mr. Domain. Hello, everyone. And yours truly, and the Gem, a.k.a. Nick T. If you're a first-time listener, True Social is a podcast dedicated to personal self-development. We cover everything from current events and news, health, wellness, relationships, sex, and, of course, money. Yeah, yeah. And last week, we covered uh, dating apps, right? Hinge. Mm-hmm. You said Hinge was number one. We had In our my boy... Jay Ferg on with uh, Shotgun, which was, uh, what was it? A seltzer, right? Yeah. Alcoholic yeah. seltzer, kind of similar to uh, White Claws, but a little bit better. And then talked about stimulus checks and, of course, coping with co- quarantine. So Yeah. And today we're going to be talking about communication as key. We have a, a guest coming on the show today. Uh, her name is Raven. Uh, me and Drew personally work with her, so it's going to be a fun time. Um, we're also going to be talking about, you know, what what's life going to look like post-COVID. Um, and then we're going to be talking about how the restaurants and the retail are about to open May 1st, which is at the end of this week. So kind of crazy stuff going on. And yeah. then we'll be talking about past relationships and how they're affecting our new ones. And I know you got, you got a book you want to talk about uh, called Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Yeah. Um, and then we'll see how that goes. We're going to introduce Raven here soon, though, and talk about her disc assessment, which we, you know, we love talking about. So <laughs> we also, as per tradition, um, we like to have them try to figure out a riddle. So I'll give you the riddle here. It is very simple. There is a farmer that has a raft and that raft will only carry himself and one other item. And he has a fox, a duck and a bag of oats. And he has to get all three of those across the river, but he can only take one item at a time. The conundrum is if he leaves the duck with the oats, uh, the duck will eat the oats. And if he leaves the fox with the duck, uh, the fox will eat the duck. So we'll let you know how Raven did. She actually did very well. <laughs> Compared um, to Drew and I, yes. <laughs> yeah, so, but we'll get all into that. But let's uh, let's get right into it, shall we? Yes. Uh, communication is key, um, is the, the topic here. Um, so many people have a hard time with that. Um, I think in society, we dilute a lot of ourselves uh, and therefore our communication, especially in like professional, uh, in the professional arena, uh, a lot of times you can't really say what you really feel. And so I think that kind of persona has been the mainstream personality trait of most people. And so when you're communicating, just in general, humans tend, in my opinion, to not communicate very well just because you come from a different background. Like Drew was saying on, on multiple podcasts about, you know, if your mom did the dishes, then there's this uh, silent uh, expectation yeah. for normalcy, right? Which is not, I mean, I, I didn't remember checking the box on most of my relationships of how did you grow up? And so those are, those are some of the important things that you need to communicate to avoid a lot of arguments later in the uh, in the relationship and misunderstandings. And I learned today it's not unsaid, it's uh, unspoken. Yeah, it's unspoken. <laughs> unspoken unspoken expectations. Yeah, well, two episodes ago, uh, we talked about this a lot. Um, so especially coming from your different background, a lot of us don't really think about that when we're communicating with our significant other, you know, where they come from and mm. how they do communicate. And so we do take offense to you know, things they might say or, you know, are not used to the way they communicate, but that's just, we don't realize that. So you do have to communicate, you know, that to even understand where they're coming from and they need to understand where you're coming from. So I totally agree with you. And And to kind of expand on that, just 
also, you know, we think of communication just as like words and what we say, but mm-hmm. there's so many different levels to communication. There's, you know, what you visually see, what you, um, you know, interpret. If you're able to see someone, one of the one, the things that like I think is the biggest issue in uh, this generation is like uh, we're so we're so stuck on text messages and it's like the worst form of communication is text message and emails. They're convenient. You got to realize like what, what type of stuff you can communicate through that. But if it's something that like involves emotion or a way that you can like that there's, there needs to be something more expressed than just facts. It's like words, you know, just emailing somebody or texting them. It isn't enough. You need to hear that person or at least meet with that person and see them. And too, too, too many times people send things that, like, without the emotion behind it, it doesn't really reveal, like, their intention, the, the, the true meaning or message, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's why emojis have become so popular, right? Is because um, traditional communication lacks that emotion. And it's not what you say a lot of times, it's how you say it. Yeah. And so a lot of people... A lot of people on the low will, will say some pretty stern things, uh, but they'll put a LOL or, or a smiley face or something besides that. But, yeah. but their intentions are not necessarily that. And I'm guilty of that too. You know, I'll, especially if I have to communicate with one of my employees, you know, and I have to say something stern, you know, you're late, some- you're fired, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. hope not. No, that's uh, back to what you were saying. That's, that's obviously a sit down conversation. Yeah. So yeah. And there's so many layers to communication, right? If mm-hmm. I see somebody text me something or communicate something in writing, I'm like, okay, yeah, I believe it once you follow through. Yeah. Right. But if I see that, if I hear that person, I'm like, there's uh, even more of a level of that belief in what they're telling me. But if you can see them and hear them, then, you know, there's even more of a level of commitment. And I think that's what texting and all that does is it buffers, it buffers, it gives you that buffer, right? And this is what we were talking about a second ago, you know, how like your past is kind of uh, how you're going to react in the future. Well, at least how my experience is so far right now as a 22 year old. Um, But I am used to texting this person maybe in a certain way and they reply in a certain way. So that's what I'm used to. So now that I, I, you know, am not in those relationships anymore and I'm talking to new people, if they send like a ha ha, I take that as like, oh, it's not funny. Like that's just, that's, you know, but like, no, they're literally saying ha ha as in that's funny. So like, I'm just overthinking it. And so, yeah, exactly. Like everything is just, so now I'm turning my brain to think differently about it, but it's just so weird. Like, you know, our parents didn't have to deal with it. They were fucking talking on the phone. They're like, you either be there or I'm never going to see you, you know? So So, I don't know. There, there is so much behind that. And it's just weird though. Like ever since I've been like talking to like new people, it's like everyone communicates so differently. And I realized I kind of, when I'm talking to these new people, I adapt to kind of their language, you know, a little bit, you know, just kind of just like us, you know, talking on the podcast, but like over text wise, it's like, we, we kind of learn how we are, how we work together, and then and then that doesn't follow to the next relationship, which is, you know, yeah normal. But, like, for some reason, it just, like, strikes me as, like, oh, not everyone thinks uh, the same. The same, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's statistically true. Uh, 80% of communication is body language, right? Mm-hmm. It's um, it's how, how you position yourself. It's your facial expressions, right? Uh, that's where you can really read a person and really know if they're uh, – their words match their body, right? Um, so it's, it's I, gosh, I, I love technology, but it has really done us a big disservice uh, because a lot of, you can hide behind a lot of words, right? 
and you're, and you're not really being genuine. And I think that's where we're kind of almost becoming robotic in that, in that sense that we don't digital. Well, it's a digital world. That's very true. But our relationships are suffering, you know, and relationships are key, right? Everything is about a relationship. And I even say that when I'm talking to people, you know, I'll, I'll use that verbiage, you know, that we have a relationship and most people only consider relationship a lot of times in a sexual manner. But I mean, in, in any interaction that you have, um, is an agreement. And so and understanding I, what that relationship is and what that agreement is. And I think, right. And so that's why it's, it's so important to be able to communicate your stance and where you are and how you feel, but in a way that's also palatable to other people. And a lot of, you know, and if you're stuck behind a computer or behind a microphone or behind a phone, where, where are you developing those skills to really be able to communicate uh, effectively in a way? Because me being in a, a leadership position, that was one of my hardest struggles was to be able to communicate in a way that not only expressed myself, but respected the other person and made them feel heard. And so I think we're losing a lot of that when we're behind, you know, those different devices that allow us to keep that buffer to where we don't have to deal with. You them. You know what? In that buffer, that's what, what's so funny. So like everybody's watching the big, big show right now is the last dance. And I think like the underlining, message like you can take even with communication is like the difference in the generations of there's stuff that used to happen in the past where like that was just seen as maybe tough love or people being hard on you and nowadays it's like it can almost seem like abusive or violent like how the the difference (laughs) in it right but like yeah, the whole thing room. with the last dance with Michael Jordan, right? Okay. They're they're talking about like when he played, how physical the game was, and how like it's completely played differently. That's even like with today and communication and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes like communication is key, but like it's not always about hearing what you want to hear. So one thing that sticks out to me that like opened my mind so much to. Uh, see a different perspective with communication was there was this like negotiator I was listening to. He was talking about sales, but he was telling his background came from negotiating and he used to be the middleman between like these countries. He worked for the military. He talked about this. And he was, he was, but this like sticks out my head and he always talks about the fact that all he cared about in communication, it was never about agreeing. It was about each side willing to hear the other side. Mm-hmm. And so when two countries were like, or, or two tribes, they were, whether they were arguing or not, as long as they were willing to hear the other side, even if they were screaming and yelling and fighting, they would never go to war like the whole country. But the moment the other side was like, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not even going to listen to you was like when they would have like bloodshed on the streets, right? Because you're denying that person their existence, their voice. That's the worst thing you can do to somebody is is deny them their voice. That's so funny that you say that because uh, uh, I've gone through relationships where, you know, I've, I've been told, you know, I'm trying to have a conversation about it and work it out like adult. And the sentiment is, is that, you know, I don't want to hear it. Uh, I, you know, uh, no, I, I said, don't talk to me right now, you know? And so that, that, that option to shut down and not hear the other person, uh, we often play that card, um, either because we feel like we don't want to hear it or we can't deal with it. A lot of people, you know what I noticed a lot, especially being in a, in a fresh relationship, um, in a very committed relationship 
is that a lot of people don't want to hear the other side, you know? And so you, you think, and I've said this on other podcasts, you know, they're afraid they're going to lose, man. We're, we're so stuck in these competitive modes, like this win, lo lose mindset. Not win, win. Yes. Yeah, and people right. are like so afraid that if I open up and I see their side, they're losing. They're so concerned with like feeling like they're losing rather than realizing you gaining another perspective. Right. You're not one-sided now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're gaining, and that's that's how you grow, man. Yeah, you ha you have to contrast what you believe. Yeah, and if you don't have that, how can you how can you really know what the truth is? Yeah. And so we've talked about with him, you know, um, in previous podcasts about you know where is the line between confrontation and and self care? You know, yeah, um, when someone is saying something that you don't want to hear, I love my fiance uh i'm in love with her um i would hope so yeah <laughs> very true right um <laughs> but we have a we have a nice spread uh of age difference um and so her world is she's the same age as him you know just turned 22 and so the perspective is very different um in terms of what she believes and you got to remember you know you're only the sum of your experiences right and whatever went into that to fortify that right so her mom is very supportive of her and um kind of gives her the okay on everything everything that she does and so i tend to we had a little bit of friction because i tend to challenge that not everything you do is great you know and i'm not saying that towards her i'm saying yeah. everyone you Wait, know can yeah. i ask uh, is she like the oldest child middle child or is she the only child essentially i mean she has other siblings from uh other marriages but essentially mm -hmm. she there's such a large age gap in her and her siblings that she essentially is the only child so gotcha. so she's in a dynamic where uh her mom reinforces her and i get that and I, you know i was literally talking to myself uh in thought in the mirror uh, maybe in the last couple of weeks, uh, to really find the right words to express that because I didn't want to offend her. Um, and you know, at 22, you know, your psyche's not that, you know, it's not that firm, you know? And so, Sorry, excuse me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I totally feel you. Yeah, yeah I know. You know, I mean, we're young, we're still learning. Yeah, exactly. Just like everyone, but. And she's Latina and she's, uh, what I would call overly confident, you know? So, uh, and not in a bad way, but you know, she, she just feels like she's right about a lot of things. And so I, I've had to adapt a very gentle approach uh, to, I initially started just flat out telling her, you know, that's not the case because of course I have some years on her. And so I, I learned to, to use verbiage that, you know, to accept her as she is. And, and, and when we had the conversation, we really got down to the nuts and bolts of it, the, the meat and potatoes of the conversation. What people are really afraid of is not being accepted and not being heard. Uh, but unfortunately, that is, that that comes across in a persona of like Drew said, you know, it's always versus versus, right? It's it's this person versus that person. If I agree with you, if if I give you any kind of leverage or room, then that means that you're right and I'm right. not, and, yeah. and and we're getting away from we get learning stuck from in each right other. and wrong so rather true. than yeah. understanding, just getting to see that person's perspective. So like, it's it's so funny because when when you do that, like you just said. You want someone else to give, so you got to be willing to give first, right? Yes. And then it people just naturally open up. If you're like, 
if you're giving first, it's like, oh, no, you first, right? Like, you ever feel like yeah, you go ahead first? They're like, oh, no, you first. You open the door for somebody. They're like, oh, no, I got you. I got Drew, you. Drew, like respect. But, like, if you walk, yeah. <laughs> if you just walked in front of somebody and, like, slammed the door. Hey, man, whatever. You're right, though. You're so right. Yeah. But, yeah, we get stuck in that in the society. Like, I mean, and we live in this consumer, this, this like, consumer mindset like once you we use something up we treat relationships like we treat all we do products we use it up we're only in it for ourselves Mm -hmm. and when we're done with it we throw that shit away bro see and sorry that that mindset and see that's that's where the danger comes in in allowing technology and society to do so much for you is because like drew said to his point i mean it's it's a very consumer-based uh, mentality about everything. You can't, when you are willing to go through a drive-through instead of going to the supermarket, purchasing your food, yeah. cooking it, and feeling the pride and the reward of putting forth effort. You That's put what work we, into something, yeah. you got a meal out of it. But no, we want to go have that quick. Like we didn't put any work into this, mm-hmm. have that instant gratification and then throw it away. It's like, let me go hit that drive through real quick. Real quick. And then like, what do we know about those meals? They're the least nutritionist meal, right? You have <laughs> yeah. all these health problems. That's the same thing with what our relationships, right? Yeah. Same thing. Like you're not willing to put that work in that relationship. You're not mm-hmm. willing to work together and really make something happen of it. So you're going for these quick, you know, happy, <laughs> these quick McDonald's fixes. happy meals, yep. like 99 cent menu meals, like, mm-hmm. Middle of the night. Let me see what's up. That's yeah, a Taco good, Bell Freedom you know Radio. Nothing, no value. Nothing built in in that. And that's what like that's the society we live in, and it it plays out not only relationships but how we communicate with one another. That's where the texting and shit comes from. Right? Exactly. No, what, like you're saying, it's a lot. I feel like a lot of it is technology because and well, especially when a lot of your relationship is technology mm-hmm. and texting. Um, not even a lot of it, but I'm saying like you know when you're apart, that's kind of what people do. And so whenever you're texting them and blah, 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 like you're always wanting to be right. I always want to be blah, 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 you know? And so it's like, it's, Where, there's never yeah, that, there's surface. never that like, yeah. it's all surface oh, great, interaction. Like, yeah. It's no depth to it. There's no, de- there's depth to going home and washing your vegetables and cooking them and boiling because and you had, the seasonings yeah. and stuff that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? The same thing with the relationship. That's the same thing with like spending time with someone physically doing this or that interacting and stuff. But most of a, most of our interactions are all like surface. They're all surface interactions. And that's a problem with like communication nowadays. I agree with you hundred um, percent. There is, in my mind, at least, uh, there is there's such a loss when you don't put forth that effort. And and uh, I'll say this, just having like a small uh, psychology background, is that you know people shy away from those experiences because you know when you're you think of the emotional commitment that you have to go through, even just for like going to the store to buy your food and to wash it, you know. And a lot of people don't want to have those feelings, right? We're in an instant society where, where we look at our likes, you know, it's statistically proven that, you know, phones are so addictive because it gives you that instant gratification. You know, I'm guilty of it too, but my, my form, because I'm a little bit older, is like, you know, I check my emails and stuff. But for her, it's, you know, getting on Instagram and, and looking and checking and seeing the next day who checked your Snapchat out. So when you're in this immediate gratification, yeah, it is. It really is. You know what? But it, and it's so crazy that that is such a fix to people, right? Because I'm like, and it comes back to the meals, right? It's so crazy that someone's like, oh, 
this this fast food meal is so much better than getting a home cooked meal. It's not right. So the same thing with that. You want to think that it is. Yes, <laughs> that same thing. Like someone texting me don't mean shit. Some even like some chick sending me some picture or something don't mean shit. I'm like, how many motherfuckers you didn't send this picture to, right? Mm-hmm. But somebody like calling me, FaceTiming me, and spending that time with the, where you know exactly they're taking time out of their day, like to send something that you could have pre-made, right? And this is just takes a push of a button for them to send, but that time that they take like to call you and speak with you on the phone, you know, in that moment, they're taking 30 minutes out of their day, right? Time is something you can never get back. That's the most precious thing. But like, so for people to get like fixed off of likes and things like that, that's what's so crazy about the society right now, right? They don't even see like, that's not, there's no value in someone taking a second to press a like button. You know what I'm saying? So would you say, well, no, no. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, just to, uh, I want to state this. I'm, uh, as I'm maturing, I'm really realizing how valuable it is that uh, her and I were um, that we're engaged uh, because it's. I mean, I, I'm kind of popular in the domain uh, on some on some accounts, and you know, with the nickname Mr. Domain, and so <laughs> actually, uh, my popularity grew, um, which is not surprising to me. Uh, once I started dancing, she's very beautiful, you know, but uh, a man really, his stature is really. Uh, accentuated by um, by a woman mm-hmm. and so I, I really realized that I, I rose to a, a much higher level of notoriety because I had her by my side and so um, and I think a lot of that has helped us stay true to each other because then you have I was reading so we're planning our wedding for next year right and I was reading um, I did some research on it because she's like well you're not really participating in you know, your guest list and all these things. And I'm thinking in my head, like a guy, well, gosh, I got a, a year to pick that, you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, guys, we're going to pretty choose pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But I read a study that said that, uh, people who, uh, have larger weddings tend to stay married longer because of the embarrassment. And so, and I'm telling you, <laughs> that's so I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be hundred percent honest with you. When we, when, when we go through our, our, our hard times, those are the thoughts that cross my mind, you know, because you're not just breaking up with that person. Uh, we're fortunate enough to be on a lease together and then and they were engaged. So there's so many people to that, you know, that's waiting for that shit to happen. Right? Yeah, exactly. And it kind of like, keeps you committed. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. you kind of you, you got to I mean, stay committed. It's not to just it. like a breakup between y'all. It's a breakup yeah. between like the whole community. Exactly. You know what I mean? And break up between family, yeah. break up between like all people are there. Like, you know, they're going to be talking about it, you know, so it's exactly. like much more than that. And I, I'm so I, I feel so fortunate to have that pressure on me because it, it keeps me from making a selfish decision, right? Yeah. You know, I, I think that's good. Yeah, I, I yeah. Love it. I love and it. that's what and see, and I think that's what a lot of people shy away from is that pressure, like because that's those surface interactions, right? Right. It's can, just can like, I can I eat the meal? Yeah. Throw the bag away, right? They yeah, a lot of times. Don't nobody know I'm hitting this hookups. That's at I night. Think, I think that's everybody knows if I'm calling myself cooking and being healthy and shit, right? Like now you got that accountability, right? And if you start talking to your friends about the guy you're dating, you're like, you do not want that shit to end, or else like you're gonna get some shit, you know? Yeah, because I mean, you got you. you, Everyone knows there's two sides to a story, and whether that partner blames you, they they have they have some to blame. Yeah, even if you're like dating somebody when you're first dating them after so long, like if they're not talking to their friends and their family about you, like what's up? Like yeah, what's exactly, really exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like no, I, you know, so. I don't know if you're serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but have you met the parents yet? But at the same time, that is true. Because I have had some girls are like, hey, you got to meet my parents. You're like, oh, hold up. Oh, I've done what'd that. You, yeah, what'd I've you say? In, <laughs> yeah, I've been in relationships like that where I, you I sure really you ready for all that? <laughs> like, I did not want to be a part of that, right? Bro, it's just like, it's that's like. That's how to get you in there real quick. But it's good. I, I think I think that it's flattering. Yeah, it's flattering when someone actually and even past flattering, it, it it makes you know it makes you arise to an occasion that maybe personally you wouldn't have. Yeah. Uh, because you have to answer to. And so you're talking. And it's on a test. Deep, you're it's, talking on some deep stuff now. Because, well, isn't that what we do here? Well, hey, it's a test for you to meet someone's parents. It's kind of a test where like, are you gonna pass or fail? Can I tell you, I was dating the hottest girl I ever dated uh, ever at the time. Uh, in Chicago, and okay, yeah, you better say at the time. No, I mean I had a good life. <laughs> no, oh, speaking of which, let me throw this in there. So, so she sent me a message today, and it said, it said, would you kiss me? I, it's trending, I guess, on on Instagram or Facebook or something. It said the question was, would you rather kiss me for a hundred dollars or kiss the it's hottest? Trending. Yes, it is or kiss the hottest person you know for 700 and so i thought the correct response was that i would rather kiss you and she's and 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 she blew me out of the water because uh wait this is a response, while back 700 no, dollars oh this is your girl sending you this yeah yeah well oh, okay. yeah my fiance she she said wait i'm not the hottest person yep. that you would kiss and i, I get and fucking i fucking bro i so did i so did but um but I don't like I gotta it's try like this. That. I gotta try oh, this. Oh yeah, shit. yeah. Oh, it's horrible. It's a horrible. No, but game. like literally everyone on TikTok right now is doing that trend, and every boy is failing on that shit. I guess the correct answer is is wait, you're the hottest girl I know. Like I would, I, yeah, I would, I would kiss you. Oh, I see yes. the opportunity. Yeah, yeah you then. say, you say. I, oh wait, both. you're the you're the, yeah. Like what do you <laughs> mean? You're the hottest girl. I'd, I'd and that's how me. we're determining relationships. <laughs> and Dude, this is the state of this is the state of society relationships right now. Right now. Oh my gosh. If you fail these TikTok tests, you're fucking dead. Well, listen, guys, done, and I made son. it a point. I knew I was doing the podcast today. I said I'm gonna put this out here for all my guys out there who are trying to be sincere, you know. And I, I guess I was trying to just say that I would rather. I mean, whether you look at it from a money stance or uh, kissing the hottest person you know that I would rather kiss her um, than someone else. But I guess the correct answer is I would get the 700 and the 100 because you are the hottest person that I can no, kiss. No, you pay that. That's some trick that. question shit. That's and I think on that note, we should definitely take a break. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Hey, guys, though, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. The answer is you're the hottest girl I know. to be successful at something find someone who's failed at it and then become successful and so when you talk to people who've been in long uh, relationships and and marriages and things like that it's not a 50 50 thing because no one is giving no one is giving 50 percent um all the time uh, a lot of times in relationships some person is given 80 and the other person is given 20 and so what constitutes the longevity of a relationship is not you know, that line in the sand, are you doing 50%? I did the, I washed the, the laundry. Are you putting it away? But in terms of making your relationship last, maybe I have to wash the clothes and fold them and put them away because right now you're in a state where, you know, 
it's not going to work. And it's so easy to just walk away and be like, well, you're not giving as much. Right. And then you do that whole selfish thing. But what is your true goal? Is your true goal to be with that person? Because if it is, then you should find solace in the fact that, you know, I'm carrying this relationship with the belief and understanding that eventually somebody that you will have to do it to, you know? This is why I love our our second to last podcast again, because we talk about this in depth and mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Because we talk about, we were talking about, you know, like the balance, non-balance of things. And so it like, that's why I love like this podcast because y'all are teaching me this other shit that like, yeah, I'm giving my opinion, opinions and stuff, but like y'all are teaching me shit that like, you know, I haven't heard of before and a lot of people don't talk about in society. And so like being on this podcast, like it's nice to hear those sides of it. And like, and it's nice to share those sides because a lot of people don't think that way. And I think well, it's maybe a, they do, but they don't, they don't share it and they don't express right. it. So it's like, that's exactly what's going to be my point yeah. is that, that fortunately for all of us is that we're in an environment, we create environment here on the podcast where learning, learning is okay. And a lot of times when I'm managing and I hear other people try to be condescending to other people because they ask a question mm -hmm. or, or in general, people will just, they'll, they'll come up to me and they'll say, Carlos, you know, I have a question. It's, it's dumb. And I always stop them there. And I, and I recite what well, my parents always tell me. The only dumb question is a question not asked, you know? And so that's what I, I'm striving for in my relationship with her is to create an environment where, where nothing is off the table and she doesn't feel foolish for asking. And like we were just talking about, like, she doesn't want to feel dumb for her, right? She, that's why it might, maybe it shies away from her from asking because she doesn't want to feel lower than you or she right. doesn't want to feel, you know, like like you're right and she's wrong. But it's mm -hmm. like, exactly. There should be that, you know, it's good that you, you know, told her, you got to open that communication so that can flow and that can happen. And I realized that, that I was and in it doing it. can be hard. It can be hard. It is because you have to swallow your pride. You have to literally. And some people can't do that. And they will learn eventually, hopefully, after in the future. losing relationships, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've stated to that. I've stated that fact in, in sometimes, relationships. Sometimes, though, it's not true. Sometimes people don't even realize you swallow your pride. Because when you swallow your pride, you can't even tell people you're swallowing. And if a person's so arrogant and they're not in tune with you, there's it, that still doesn't even matter to them. You're but gonna but they're gonna look back yeah. on that and realize. I mean, it might be five, six relationships. They might be it might be ten years down the road when they're finally married, and then they realize, wow, in in that yeah. relationship, I was getting that. And that's why I feel like things are like meant to happen. That's why at the time they are because either you're learning or they're learning. I mean, like everyone's both learning at the same time, but like. Are we still recording right yeah, now? Yeah, we are. Oh, but okay. I thought we paused. No, that's why, like, well, certain relationships at a certain time, I feel like they're everyone's at, like, a different stage in their life. And so I feel like if – what am I saying? Y'all know what I'm saying, but I'm, like, kind of – Yeah, no, they're, they're in they're, – yeah, each person has to accept where they are and be comfortable with that exactly. and be able to share and open up. And so when you're, you are in your stage and you're learning from that, yeah, maybe you don't realize down the road that you were learning that, but now you realize it and now mm -hmm. you can carry it on to your next leadership, you know, in, in that circumstance. But, yeah, I don't know. It's you, weird. Yeah, I, I literally was telling her uh, last week, I said, <clears throat> I just – we had a little bit of a disagreement uh, and it was a, you know, ongoing disagreement. But I, I told her, I said – I feel like sometimes like the only way for you to value this is to lose it. And I don't want that at all uh, for, for you or for us. Sometimes but, that's happens. But yeah, you have, to, you have to lose it in order to understand what you had. Relationships are so complicated. There's, there's no right answer. 
that's what you ultimately realize. There's no right answer, man. But there is a way forward, and I think that... The way forward is just when there's two parties. I believe, it, really, honestly, there's no perfect scenario. It's just when two people make the decision that they're going to fucking work that shit out. Can bro. I tell you, Drew, that is that is so true to me. <laughs> like, it's nothing magical about it. It's not that this person's going to be awesome or anything. It's just one day, two people, like, click and decide to make... It's just like building a championship team, right? Right. Right. All of a sudden... All those fucking people on the team say, I'm going to do whatever it takes right. to make this. That's a, that's a relationship. And that's and, that's and you the, just never know. And mm-hmm. people, relationships are so difficult because you got to be vulnerable in them. And, you, and people are afraid to be vulnerable. They are. People are afraid to be vulnerable. And sometimes people are so afraid to be vulnerable that when someone else shows how vulnerable they are, that they fucking run from that shit because they know what it's asking of them for them to do. The because now you have thing. to open up, yeah, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. that's a good point, bro. Like, there's so many different layers to this shit that I just be like, your mind, like, just blows your mind. And and I, I mean, you would think, I, I mean, I'm not gonna. I think I've been in, you know, quite a few relationships, and like, there's no right answer. And I've talked to people that have been married for years and people, um, you know, my friend's parents and stuff. And like, do you, you think like, you're like y'all are married. You think it's a pretty story and you hear the stories and you just realize that people make a decision that like, we, we decide we were going to do this and whatever that's going to take and whatever that looks like. And we like, and that's what makes it work. And I, I just want, I just want to underscore that point is that what I'm learning in having so many more relationships um, but then my partner is that I thought you were saying I thought you were saying so many more than true. Oh no, I mean that the fuck up. I don't know. I'm Back sorry, in my I'm day sorry. I was I was vicious. Uh but you know, I, I, I'm realizing that that's what it is. That if if someone asks me, uh, from all of my research and just being in, in the hot zone, it's a commitment to a cause higher than yourself. Because if if you're in it because they make you feel good. If, if you're in it because they buy you gifts, if you're in it because she rubs your back or, or has how, sex with you, one day that's going to dry up. And that's why I say it's not 50-50. Yeah, it's got to be like, mm-hmm. regardless of all that, you got to be able to look at that person and you feel like y'all both are com- committing to something. It, 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 Higher than yeah. yourselves. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be something. More than, yep. it's not nothing fancy. It's not like, oh, this person got the bomb ass this or whatever. It's like, that you can know and that person can know that you, you're both committed to like whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. And that's why I think a lot of times this dynamic um, has the longest longevity for people. It's the dynamic that I see all the time is where one person is higher, right? One mm-hmm. person gets the attention, right? So I, usually I, you see it as guys, you know, who are going to pay the for most stuff, majority. do whatever they for their girl. And what, what is that really saying? That's really saying that there's one person who's committed to a higher ideal. And so they continuously try. And that's what it is. You, you have to be willing to continuously try. Um, there can't be something more important than the survivability of. Hey, and then that's the other thing. For some people, that may be their agreement. Maybe that dude is perfectly fine with putting his girl on pedestal and going all out the top and knowing that Rappers. he loves her more than she loves him. Rappers. There, there's some people. And then there's some females that are okay with being like all over that dude, knowing that. like, mm-hmm. But every relationship, 
isn't going to be equal, but if that other party understands and is okay with it, as long that's as what I realized too. Mm-hmm. It's also a matter of like that person being okay with it. Like I'm okay with it. That's but, it's, but it's at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like at the end of the day, are they okay with it or are they just dealing with it for the time well, being? Well, I think the answer to that is that they're never going to truly reach a depth in their relationship because it's all superficial, right? Mm-hmm. You you can sell out to that cause where, hey, I'm okay with you doing everything for me and I'm not giving as much back, but you're never going to reach that depth of love. I mean, because I, I watched my father die two years ago. That's what brought me down to Texas, you know, and, and the most beautiful time in my parents' marriage of over uh, 35 plus years was while my dad was dying is because they, you know, he had a tumor. Um, actually, he had prostate cancer that metastasized to the bone um, and he was stage four for four years. So we had him a long time. But I watched my, my, my mother and my father develop a friendship or return to a friendship uh, that, uh, that they had. And it was, it was so beautiful because it was, it wasn't about me or them. It, it was that, it was that loving. And I watched my, my mom and my dad holding hands while my dad was sick, you know, in the bed and all kinds of things. And I, I, I said to myself right there, I was like, that's right what there. I want. I want somebody who I can maybe fight with, argue with. But at the end of the day, I know that you gave your 110%. Right. And that's what matters, you know, because, you know, watching my, even my dad was, you know, he was, before he passed, he, he'd have days where he was crying, you know, and just tell my mom that he loved, loved her because he could see her, com- her commitment to him, you know? And that's what you want when you pass, I feel like, is, you know, somebody who, who loves you and understands you. And that, that's worth it, you know, for me. That's where it's at. Damn, bro, you about to make me tear up over here, dog. I'm not, oh, All right, on that note, we're going to take a little break. Um, and then we'll introduce our, our yeah, amazing I guest, I Raven. For a second. So we're going to take a little cry-cry break, and we'll Carla, see you guys back. Carlos got me tearing up. Back to True Social, and you know it's your boy, Drew the Gemini. Welcome back. Welcome back, guys. Uh, so on a lighter note, I know we were getting kind of heavy with that, but you know, a lot of people... Did she just snort? That <laughs> <laughs> was so cringy. Again. Oh my oh, gosh. Sorry. Okay, let's do it again, right? Yeah, you gotta do it again. Sorry, that yeah. was just... I couldn't... And welcome back. It's... Uh... Why do you have to say your name again? You know, I'm just hearing your name again. We know who we are. Yeah. Welcome back from the break, guys. <laughs> okay. I can't say my name again. Why? Say my name. Say my name. Hey, and welcome back from the break. My name is Nicotine M because I love my name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dick. Fuck? To the Nick. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I think right. the remix is going to be called I'm Addicted to the Dick. <laughs> no, uh, guys, we were, we were kind of heavy on the uh, on the communication thing and I, and that was kind of heavy but it was necessary right a lot of people are going through a lot of issues in their in their life right now with covid um people dealing with communication and- <laughs> a lot of issues <laughs> uh I, I'm, I hope M leaves that in there because that, that was that was that was pretty good. Because that will be evidence of the issues they're dealing with. <laughs> yes, as they're going through the COVID. Correct. Those are the issues. Speaking of COVID, uh, May first, Texas uh, plans to open up uh, Ooh, restaurants. Yeah, just in time for Gemini season, May eighteenth. You know, it's going. To- <laughs> 
Let him finish his sentence before he starts talking to you. My bad. My right, bad. Should we, should we come back again? <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah, and we're back. Welcome back to True Social. Guys. <laughs> Welcome back from the... <laughs> she did it. All right, I'm done. I'm done. That was my last laugh. That was my last laugh. Welcome back from the break, guys. You guys are out there dealing with this. You know, hopefully this shed some light on the issues and kind kind of give you a, a way forward on that. So that's that's very important. We, we want to educate you guys. We want to keep you guys informed. And we want to let you know, let our lives be the trial and error uh, for you to make the right decision. Yeah, definitely. Like, share our experiences any way we can relate to everybody and also provide them with some a uh, little bit of guidance of what we look to to yeah i mean and or not relate so they can understand our you know yeah. right. new perspectives yeah exactly it doesn't have to be a perspective that you agree with but at least you have that in your arsenal or rep- or your repertoire to uh to know where you want to head i mean i'm a big proponent of of uh you know the teachings of abram hicks which is uh shout out to uh Cibolo, texas um a lot of my family has a lot of property out there, but um, you know, how do you know what you want unless you know what you don't want? And so, a lot of people overstep that and they minimize that um, by not understanding that you know the negative is good for you because then it helps you more better define who you are and what you want. Yeah. Uh, May first, Texas is reopening um, with strict. Um, parameters for, for, for how we open, right? A lot of PPE going in. Um, 25% capacity. You know, they can't, like, fully fill up the place. So if it's, like, 100 people could be there, only 25 are allowed to be there. Yeah. Shout out to Texas. We're coming back strong as ever. Um, <clears throat> we're the first state to come back, right? Aren't we? Uh, seen a lot. No, we're not. No, there's about 10 states that have already decided okay. to reopen. For some reason, I've been seeing all these memes about, like, of course Texas comes back, like... Well, to Texas' credit, you know, they try to secede the, the nation um, three see. times. So, uh, yeah. That's true. We're a little, little badass ahead of the curve. That's right. But it's also like, what is, I know one of our topics tonight is, you know, post-COVID. Like, do you think us opening our stuff back up, like, do you think people are going to, you know, kind of go for it? And do you think things going to be okay because of it? Like, what do y'all think about that? Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Um I wouldn't say I'm a co- conspiracy theorist, but I've been doing a lot of research and a lot of the science and the doctors are saying that, you know, quarantine was not necessary in so much as uh, the protocol for um, isolation are for those who are sick. And so those who are healthy, it's actually depleting our immune system by not doing that. Now, that may sound like I'm throwing caution to the wind, but your body, you know, when you're born as a child, you have zero uh, immunity. And so you develop that through viruses and germs, et cetera. So we were, we were designed to interact with our environment. And so we're actually, those of us who are healthy uh, and fortunate for all of us, um, we didn't personally experience it. So, so question for Carlos. So do you think that if we were to not quarantine and, you know, we're, we're still, everyone's still out and about, everyone doing their thing. Like, what do you think the impact of that would be compared to what we have been doing? Well, I mean, it's hard to say, but I'm just asking. I'm yeah. Just asking. I, in my opinion, I would say just from the research that I've done, 
Um, those of us who are who are healthy should have been out and about. Um, and if you were sick, then you needed to quarantine because quarantine is a protocol for those who are sick, right? Masks, etc. Like I said, you know, you're you're depleting your immunity by not exposing yourself. Now, I'm not saying go out there and you know try to contract the virus. And each person should do whatever they feel is in their best interest. Um, but I mean, it even reminds me, like today, um, I haven't been out of my apartment for a while. Like you know, I've been a little bit out, and uh, I was like exposed to the sunlight and it was i could tell it was so much more sensitive to mm-hmm. me yeah and so that kind of freaked me out a little bit because i was like you know not as i don't know i don't know how to explain that but like i was just not as used to it and so it kind of made me feel like i was i was weaker you know weaker oh 100 i mean to, vitamin uh, d is so important exactly to you, right and so not like i'm not allowed to go outside but you know i feel like i've been and that's my point is that yeah. a lot of people um took those uh precautionary recommendations and then you know we totally isolate you know so we're inside right. we're not talking to anybody we're not exposing ourselves and uh actually that regimen from what i've studied is uh from the doctors and the scientists is that those regimens were for people who were sick so fear is a very big thing and so i guess if you're in a position of leadership and you say well you know we don't want to lose any lives so then they recommend healthy people to not even participate in society, et cetera. But I think, you know, if you're wearing your mask and you're, you're going out and you're doing it safely, I mean. I think it's called a stress test. Of society? Yeah. That's true. I think it's a stress test. That's a good test. point. Well, let's, let's switch gears right now and let's bring on our guest, uh, Raven B. Uh, let's introduce her uh, right after this break. Welcome back, guys. Uh, so we have our guest today, uh, Raven B. Can you say what's up to the people? Hello, Austin. So <laughs> first and foremost, what I like about you is that you're a local Austinite, and I hear those are rare. Uh, most people, I guess, move away. Yeah, we're a rare breed um, for sure. Um, I did move a little bit um, about um, maybe two years ago to Dallas, but I'm back now. Austinites always come back because it is the greatest city. Um, those who don't agree, well, it is the greatest city. <laughs> I think so. I like it. It's that little little blue drop in, in a red sea, right? Exactly. So tell everyone, uh, what's your sign? I am a Pisces. Um, like I like to say I'm not like the average fish. I am a shark. Um, I'm out for blood. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. kidding, not kidding. Sorry, not sorry. She, yeah, she's I'm sorry, not, not sorry, but yeah, I am a shark. Very nice. Period. Um, <laughs> Period. So your back, your backgrounds in uh, brand management, uh, a fashionista, and a social media guru. Exactly. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, so I went to school for fashion design and business marketing. I have a creative mind. I've always wanted to own my own fashion business um, with my sister. Yeah, I will for sure. In my food truck business, but we'll get onto that a little bit later. Um, But I also have a fashion blog on Instagram as well as a lifestyle blog. I really love to not only promote um, fashion and, you know, I'm I'm a a curvy girl, so um, I'm all for, you know, curvy girl 
hot girl summer uh hashtag that (laughs) but um yeah i'm all for that and i also want people to you know um look at my look at the post that i post and be really if it if it is relatable to them or if if it's not then you know maybe a time in their life or something or if they come across that later on in their life they can relate to that or realize the signs because I mean I've been through a lot of things which I'll cover a little bit later hopefully um, if we have time but yeah (laughs) very nice so uh, you mentioned uh, being on social media Uh, how can people check out who you are what you do and what you're about all right so you can check me out Um, it's gonna be Raven Blackbird R-A-V-I-N Blackbird all one word Um, you can definitely find me um, is that on all platforms all platforms very nice. Very I'd say nice. Snapchat is the most. Uh, yeah, you'll the, you'll get my best, daily. You'll get best. you'll get my my daily. Yeah, full um, disclosure. You, uh, you guys are friends with her. I, I met her today. Uh, she together. seems lovely, lovely and striking. Thank um, you. You're very yeah, I. Uh, me and Raven hit off the bat from day one. I would say exactly. Uh, but yeah, me and her and Drew uh, work together currently. Uh, I would say it was love at first sight. I mean, <laughs> I believe in um, it. I believe in it for sure. I mean, I, I met her because that was that was the first day you went into the marketing there, and mm-hmm. uh, dude, I we hit it off from day one. I mean, I we did. I mean, you can't deny. It. But anyway, that that's how that's how we know Raven. Uh, she's been she's been an awesome friend since since the beginning. So, <laughs> well, thank you, Raven, for coming on. Um, thank you for having me. We're gonna. You're very welcome. We're gonna touch on a book that Drew's been reading. Uh, men are from Mars and women are from Venus, and we, we kind of want to get your uh, get your input on that. But we'll start the conversation now. So, Drew, tell us about this book. What are your thoughts on that? You know, the book is something that like was brought to my attention a long time ago when I was in a relationship and I didn't read it. <laughs> and then later in life, when I was like uh, willing to maybe consider some other routes because I've been through so many relationships. Like maybe I should listen to something outside of myself. Uh, somebody presented this book to me again. I read it, but I brought it up to you because we were talking about communication is key. And it's interesting because we had a whole story about like yeah. communication <laughs> in with like, with M to like the same situation where she wasn't like getting like mm-hmm. with texting and like, what you said your guy was like he wasn't texting back and i was like look he yeah. he probably if he cares about you he wants to talk to you like he's not going to text you or, or respond or whatever right exactly. well raven tell us that story well yeah. what was going on well i got some big news um last week in the beginning of the week and congratulations i hope uh no. it's kind of the opposite <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. well we all got this yeah. news we, we all, all got, got this the news. news yeah but um yeah, I got this news, and I, for me, I like to think ahead. I'm, like, thinking about the future, how this is going to affect me. Um, like, I don't even think about the positives, like, right then and there until later on, a little bit later on. But from the beginning, I'm just like, oh, my God, like, what am I going to do? I can't be in a relationship right now. Like, I don't want them to feel like I'm a burden. Like, all this stuff I'm thinking in my head and right then and there, when I get this news, I, I text the guy that I'm talking to, and I'm just like, look, I don't think we should like talk anymore. You know, I like you, but you know, after this news, I don't think, you know, I don't wanna, I don't, basically, I don't, I'm thinking more of um, for him. Like, I don't, 
I have a big heart, so I don't want to, I want to feel more for him. And, um, in the sense of, uh, what am I trying to say? I want to be more cautious for him. You're being respectful. You're being respectful because you're going to be going through something. And since you're going to be going through a lot of emotions and stuff, Mm -hmm. it's hard for you to focus on it. So he's, that, that was very mature and respectful of you. Yeah. Continue. So, so I text him that, and he automatically says, okay, like, this came out of the blue, but, like, I understand. And then the next day, you think I would stop, right? No, I didn't stop. I'm crazy. Was that what you texted <laughs> Yeah, I texted him, and I was like, hey, you know, I miss you. I miss, like, I miss our conversations. And since we've been in this quarantine thing, our conversations have been a little bit different. Um, we've been taking it back to middle school where we've been chatting uh, on FaceTime, on the phone, having those long conversations, and also text message because we want to also stay safe as well. Um, but my next text was like, "Hey, I miss you, and I, I I miss talking to you, but I know that I I know that we can't." And he's like, "I'm confused." So my next text message, and I should probably stop at this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> You got to be true, be you, be authentic. <laughs> but my next text message to him was, um, you know, I I got so lost up in just thinking out loud, but I still want to talk to you. And that's where I left it at. And, like, that's the point where I did talk to Drew and I communicated <laughs> with him. And I'm like, what should I do? Like, I really do like this guy, but I know that I'm going through something right now. And like we had a whole conversation. Wait, but you were texting him too much. I, I know. Was like, I was texting. Yeah. I was going crazy. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, this person thinks I'm crazy. And when you're supposed to wait about two months, the two month period before you start acting crazy, right? Right? Right, ladies? Is that a thing? No. It, 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 just it is a thing, but no, it's, it's a, a thing. It's yeah. A thing. We're, we're sorry. We're you, have to, you have to wait a little bit to act. Hold on. Hold on. She was straight tripping. And I was like, look. If if he if Stop he cares holding your mic like that, you psycho. Man, what <laughs> are you talking about? <laughs> Why are you tripping? Anyways, the whole thing is she was tripping. She was texting, and I was like, "Chill." He he could be like busy, anything. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "If he's a guy that like really likes you, he will, he wants to take the time to respond." Text message is the way worst way to like mm-hmm. communicate something to people. And sometimes like a guy wants to respond, then like you overthink it. And, like, if you really care about how it comes off, you want to talk to that person rather than do that. And she was, like, tripping out. And then, sure enough, what wound up happening? Exactly. I, I do agree with y'all with, when y'all were talking about earlier how, like, past relationships can affect, you know, your current relationship. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm also thinking on the terms of, you know, past relationships where, like, I respond and they respond with something negative. So I'm waiting for that that negative response yeah, and it never happened. No response happened. I'm just like, Oh my gosh. So I, I did take Drew's advice and I just stopped texting him and I let it go. And I also, I'm also a strong believer too. So I was listening to some of my, um, uh, my recordings from my church and you know, it was, a, I don't know how the sermons are always about me. I'm just like, <laughs> do they have a it camera, is, like right? a spy camera on me? <laughs> like my pastor, um, but so I took that advice of letting it go. So I took a bath, a long, luxurious bath with candle lights and um, bubbles galore. And I just sat there thinking about listening to the message. And I'm just like, okay, I just need to let it go. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's what I'm t- that's what I was texting you too. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, like, everybody was telling me that. And, like, I like re- sometimes I refuse to listen, but this time I, I, did, I decided to listen. And yeah. it kind of sounds like to me, Raven, that you were kind of fishing when you sent that message. Uh, it was a lot of uncertainty. And so you were looking more for the response mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, the statement. And, and you know, that, that, that happens a lot. I yeah. think, and we're talking about communication is key, right? Exactly. On this, you know, a lot of times people will will state things that are a statement, but it's really a, a question. Yeah. And so, I guess you know, for our listeners out there, uh, your advice uh, from this experience and and then past, um, what I guess if you want to be more candid, what were you looking for when you made that statement? Because a lot of times, you know, like Drew was saying about you know text message is probably the, the worst type of communication. It's worse, um, man. What were you looking for? I mean, because it, it seemed it seemed definitive, right? You're like, hey, I'm going through something, uh, some new news in my life, uh, which may alter or uh, change, you know, my commitments, et cetera, et cetera. And so I want to do what's in the best interest of not only myself, but you. But it sounds like you were looking for that affirmation and that, uh, that understanding. And yeah. it... Maybe you can speak more on that. Yeah, exactly. I definitely was looking for more of that understanding. Looking back on it at the time, I'm just like going in my head and thinking out loud. And um, and I do that a lot. I'm a critical thinker. I, I will think so heavy into a situation, not to protect myself, but to protect that other person. And it sometimes it comes out the wrong way. And maybe I was looking for an affirmation. I, I do agree there. I was looking, <clears throat> excuse me, I was looking for an affirmation from him. Um, and I guess in my past relationships, it's just been so like, it's just been so inconsistent where like you do what you want to do and never, never like a, um, what's the word? Never probably agreement where we both come to a mutual understanding, a mutual understanding of what I'm going through or someone under being under someone who can understand what I'm going through or feeling those emotions, not basically feeling those emotions, but at like least understanding having, it and respecting it. Exactly. And like giving Empathy. you space or giving you, you know, what you, what you need. So were you kind of looking for leadership on that? Like you, you, you know, you, I, I feel like I, I've dating a lot of times, uh, there will be statements that are made, right? And they seem so definitive, but but they're really a question mark at the end of it. You know, it's like, this is what I'm throwing out to you. It's it's like a tennis match, right? I'm going to yeah. serve you this ball. How do you come back from that? And it kind of sounds like that's what, exactly. what you were looking for is, you know, I'm going to state where I'm at, kind of my emotional temperance, uh, temperament, and and how are you going to respond? And you know, you're talking about in, uh, inconsistencies in your past, which actually ties back into, you know, bringing things from your past relationship and things that you've gone with. I mean, you are only the sum of your experiences, right? So if you haven't had those experiences, how how can you know which direction to go? And so I think just from hearing your story, it sounds like you're interested in this guy uh, and, you, and you wanted to feel him out, but your format for feeling him out was a statement, almost a stance to see how he responded. Yeah, I, I guess like I, I feel like it is a little bit both, but maybe I'm realizing it was both at the um, later time. Um, but I think for me personally, um, that I've been through so many different relationships in my life um, since I was 18. Like my first boyfriend was eight years, second boyfriend probably 
um, physical, well, physically and emotionally abusive, which I won't cover that, but it's another topic. Um, and then other relationships where I've just been hurt, but from those relationships that I've recovered so fast that I've learned so quickly to adapt, I'm just so adaptable. I'm a chameleon, so I can adapt so very well to just any situation, whether it's a friendship relationship or something like that. I always like analyze every situation and think, you know, what can I do to you know make this better? Um, and that's probably where my thought process was. Like, what can I do to make this better? Like, I want to remain friends with this guy, but I also want to like I I, I want to experience like I want to experience this relationship because I feel like it it's different. And with me and him, it's a different relationship that I've that I ever had um, in the past because we set the tone from the beginning that we're gonna be we're gonna be honest with each other up front. Like if this is not gonna work, we're gonna tell each other. Like I'm gonna be honest with you. If I don't like you, I'm gonna say, hey, I don't think it's gonna work. Um, so we kind of set that tone for each other because we did meet on Hinge. Shout out to Hinge, right? Yeah, and I, I'm a horrible dating person. Like, I'm I'm hor- horrible with dating apps. Like, someone will text me one day, um, like, say they'll text me today, and, like, three weeks later, I'll just be like, hello. <laughs> no, I started with this, like, constant conversation, like, three to five months with this guy, and we're like, he'll reply, and then I won't be on it, and then I'll reply, like, a couple months yeah. later, and I'm like... We're so bad at this. And then I'm waiting for him to reply right now. It's like, it's this constant thing. But this anyway. is why I prefer to meet people face to face. Exactly. You know? But, you know, during this time. Face to face. Yeah. What are you talking about? So we definitely set the tone um, in the beginning. And one of the things, I guess, that attracted, um, attracted him to me was that I guess I had a post that says, why aren't people more honest up front? it would save a lot of emotions and a lot of people, a lot of people would be less hurt. Yeah. I I totally stand by that. So I think that was my initiative. Like I needed to be honest with him because I didn't want him to be hurt. Like later on, if we, if we did get in a relationship, who knows what happens? We don't know what the future holds. So my thing was like, let me just do this now. And then that way I can save him some, any heartache. And I think emotional intelligence is so important, right? Uh, We, we go through these, you know, these relationships when we're young and for better or worse, we, we get these people in our lives, you know, like things attract like things. But I always believe that um, what's coming into your life, whether good or bad, is what you need, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a lot of people want it to be a positive thing that takes you up, but sometimes it's, it's a negative thing that takes you down and then you learn from that. And so exactly hearing your story, it just sounds like, you know, you guys came to an understanding, a mutual agreement that, you know, his past and your past equates to an understanding of hey listen there's games out there there's this Mm -hmm. there's that if you're looking for that second step here i am yeah exactly yeah we definitely address a lot and being in this quarantine and he's also a a nurse so hopefully he won't mind that i'm telling our story but um i really like him um but he's a nurse so he's at high risk so in the beginning we were very cautious of meeting each other so we we did go back to the middle school thing of like talking on the phone for five hours and um, FaceTime. But isn't that so cool? Yes, it was I so shit, it man. was so 
honestly, it was it was the best thing ever. Like I learned so much about him. We would just sit on the phone for probably like five, six hours, just talking to, talking to each other. We even had a virtual um, Netflix date. We were watching the Ozarks together, even though uh, I kind of watch more. Melt. That makes my heart <laughs> melt. To be honest, I watch more than him, and uh, I was like, "Please forgive me. I I had to continue because I'm a big like Netflix person." Netflix and meal person, not Netflix and chill. Um, but I'm a Netflix and meal girl. <laughs> Is that a new thing? I like yeah, that. Yeah, Netflix and meal. You need I to cook never, a meal while you're at my house, right? Fire. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, but like we we already set the tone for how we're gonna communicate with each other, which I really love. That's um, like super mature. I feel like a lot of people. Can I can I tell you? I just. I'm a hopeless romantic because I'm, I'm a cancer, right? And my idea just now was, you know, with the whole quarantine thing, Netflix and meal, what if what if you were talking to someone and this guy uh, ordered delivery for you, called you up, you know, so you, so you get this person knocking on your door, hey, there's a there's a delivered meal for you. He says, you know, and, and he, he, he FaceTimes you, he says, hey, I, I got delivered from the same place. What are your thoughts on watching a show and eating? Well, that we, would melt my heart. Oh my god! <laughs> well, so I also think it was a little weird, but I mean, but if you like him, right? It's the whole rule, right? If he's hot and you exactly. like him, it's not creepy. Exactly. Even related back to the going back to the text messages, you know, me, like, like I said, I was like, I'm gonna let go and just kind of just let this situation play out, and you know, listen to my friends, um, and I thank you guys for that because, like, I, I'm still learning in this process. Um, yeah. Lifelong learner. Exactly. So I I waited, and that night he texted me, and he said, um, he answered my text. It was, like, probably two days after that text message, and he answered me. He's like, okay, but I want to talk about this in person. And that caught me off guard because I'm not used to that. I'm used to someone just automatically – like, I'm always, I'm always trying to be the person who fixes every situation in every relationship. Um, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a, uh, an actual relationship with a guy, but he surprised me 100%. And he said, you know, I would rather talk about this in person. And that meant a lot to me because I feel like that communication really got lost in my text message. And this, this, what I was feeling, um, should have been, um, talked about in person or over the phone. And I shouldn't have thought about it as like something that's not as important as any other conversation that we talk about. I want to bring this guy on the program. Yes, he's a he's an <laughs> awesome guy. Like he's texting so sweet. And stuff is should be for a notification or to notify. Hey, let's let's meet up here. Let's do this. Or hey, I'm gonna call you at this time. Yeah, this but it's so not true. to have the conversation. It, it shouldn't. It's, work. Yeah. it's, it's a notification. It's and that's not what I'm starting to, to realize. I feel like like yeah. after dating people, it's like. We're not talking about our day. That's that's when we're a person. That's what we do, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's different long distance, but like, like fuck even long like, distance. And that's why that's why I like Carlos when I text him. He's like, like, hey, that hey, day that you got drip. a second, let's talk. We talk because it's communication. You know, I like, do that too. Yeah, yeah. With you you, that's, you that's always text. Like we'll start texting, and he's like, like hey, you, what are you doing right now? Let's you know, talk. You, you I'm gonna just it, call you. Exactly. You let's put it out there. You say, hey, uh, I want to have a conversation with you, and then you allow them to engage that conversation. Yeah. In their own comfort and zone. It's so much quicker, right? Now, yeah. now this this text messaging back and forth that take you 30, 40 minutes, you have a quick phone conversation. See, and that's one thing about and me and Drew recently. Like, so since I am younger, I feel like I'm so used to having those long conversations. 
over text message. And so Drew's like, let's talk on the phone. And it's like, it's nothing like super serious he's going to talk about. Just like whatever. And I, go, and I, I sent him the skip. I go, I sent him the skip. It was like, it was like this pond of anxiety. And it was like me jumping into it, you know, because I'm just like, for some reason nowadays, like with me and my friends, if it's, if, if we're calling each other, it's something serious. And just like, that's just like not how I feel like it should be, you know, that just, but that's just kind of how it is and how I'm used mm-hmm. to. And so when Drew was like trying to have a conversation with me, like over the phone, because we were talking about something like semi, semi serious, I, I guess. Like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing. Yeah, no, I'm like, I'm like, are like, like well, I'm like freaking out, you know, I'm like, yeah. what's wrong? What's wrong? Or even when you last night, you're like, you know, we're trying to talk about the podcast and you're like, um, you 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 down to talk right now? I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, oh my god! What did I do? Yeah, it's, a, it's out of respect, right? I'm like, oh my god! Tell me what I'm I did. I'm driving because... in the car. I can't text. So I'm on my way. Yeah, but I'm like, oh my god! Daiquiri to go. You yeah, know? but I'm like, oh my god! What did I do? Andrew, you got a comment about your daiquiri last yeah. night, hey, but was... you know, it's it's a courtesy thing, right? So you reach out. Yeah. At least my my best practice right now is that, and you it's know, it's I'll... more effective communication. You save time, and it's more. True. There's more emphasis and emotion. On how, you save emotion. Yeah, the True. emotion yeah. that's being put into it. Now you know what that person means. People mm-hmm. think meaning is just words, but it's the emotion behind it, and yeah. it's the tonality, mm-hmm. voice inflection. Everything makes a difference mm-hmm. in what what exactly. the words you, you and, speak. And and to that point, you know, you don't know where a person at is in their day. You know, and our schedules are similar but a little bit different. So what I like to do, uh, my best practice is, you know, message someone. Uh, stating my intention to speak with them and but also tell them what it's about that will subside a lot of the anxiety hey yeah. listen i just want to text you and so i find myself prior to phone calls just sit in that message and saying hey when is a good time to, to get with you and talk about x y and z and then when they're mentally ready yeah. and you know because because you do got mentally mentally prepared for that conversation too it's you like do, oh right. you just caught me off the wall bro i'm over here doing this and we yeah. we have a lot of conversations about you know uh, structured items, you know, yeah. it's not about, Hey, what did you eat yesterday? Or, or what are you doing? Things like that. And so, you know, there, there is a, a little bit of stress to present yourself and, and have accurate facts and be able to contribute to the conversation. So if you, if you take the time to put that out there first, and then they know, and they can prepare then when you're ready throughout your day, you know, and that's what I love about our group messages that we use that, you know, we, yeah. we put it out there and sometimes we don't respond, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes y'all motherfuckers don't never respond. <laughs> I hate group well, messaging. Well, like, dude, I hate it. Probably just fucking I mean, I'm not on your group text again. message, yeah. but not I have true, a family not true. group text message, Listen. and I hate it. Like, I put them on. I'm sorry, family, but I I don't like when y'all text me. I put it on silent for a reason. Even on my face, I have a Facebook friend group text message. I put y'all on silent too. I don't I don't like it. Uh, see, but cool. like, yeah, because you might be doing your self care exactly. right. You might you might I don't be like going the through ding, something. Ding, 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 but I also, I'm not a big texture in the begin to to begin with. And that's why a lot, once you start to realize a lot of our texts are like, hey, can we have a phone call at this mm-hmm. time? Hey, can we meet with this? Because, man, you can't. Text is the Communication is only to say, when do you have time? That's it. Yeah. yeah. I like, think I grew up when in that when flip a phone era. Like, can you send me this quote? <laughs> They're like, can you send me this quote? No. What I send them is a meeting invite so that we can go over the information. Because it's, it's a respect <laughs> yeah, thing, right, for like, their no, time. We're going to make a decision right here. I'm not going to yeah. wait for you to make a decision. We're going to have the conversation, make the decision in the moment, and, like, move forward from this. People who are – that's procrastination, man. Text messaging and emails, that's procrastination. It's so easy to dismiss it, right? Yeah. Uh, but and if that you put goes it out there. the same thing with relationships because – 
if you're texting and and doing all that in relationship, all you're doing is procrastinating on the fucking relationship, bro. True. That's so, the reality of it. Since I am like the youngest one here, I'm gonna talk for my my generation. Um, since text message is such, you know, it's such a uniform thing to do. Um like I, I dated someone four years long distance. Um, not super long distance, but long enough to where we didn't, you know, didn't see each other see each other every day. And so we established that, you know, communication part of it. And it's like we got to a point where it's like, what are we even like talking about? Because We're just talking yeah, to talk. Yeah, you're you know? not really talking through text message, exactly. right? Exactly. And so now now that I've been dating people in the same city, it's still the same thing where it's like why why am it's like, what am I, why am I texting you? But also like, I want to text. It's like, it's like this weird balance thing where it's like, you know, you want to know what they're doing. Kind of what you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Like, I, I want to know what you're doing, but at the same time, it's like, we're doing our own thing and then we meet up, we talk about it, you know? And so it's like, like with my generation, I feel like it's such like a constant thing. Like you're either Snapchatting them or messaging them and like, you're constantly wanting to know what they're doing. And that's just kind of how it is, you know? And so that's. That's that, what I'm used to. And so what about, when I'm not, it's like, it's like, it's different, but I like it. And I want it to be like that. I don't want it to be texting someone all the fucking time. You know what I mean? So, so how is, that? how is it different from, I know that you are, you're 22, but how is it different? Um, cause I've always dated older guys older than me. So how is it different yes, dating I love your, that. your age compared to somebody who is like 30, 35, you know, so you're not, asking me, not saying 35 is where you're at, but. Um, like how is it different? So you're asking me like, how's it, how's it been different dating? Yeah. Like different people. So that's exactly what I'm saying. So I have been, you know, I've talked to the people my age and, um, like it's been the same, you know, kind of constant conversation, you know, trying to keep up with the conversation, trying to, you know, text them, blah, blah, blah. And then recently dating, you know, older people, um, it's been not that it's been not as pressured as trying to text Mm -hmm. them. And it's been refreshing, honestly. So that that's my experience with it. Like the, like people that are older, they, you know, um, it's been, it's been refreshing because I haven't Mm -hmm. been able to feel like I had to be in constant contact. And so, but at the same time, it has been kind of a shift for me in relationships because it's like, I am used to texting someone all the time, or I am used to Snapchatting someone all the time to feel that validation back and forth that like, Oh, we're in this, you know, but it's like, I realized that we're talking to older people. It's like, that's not, that's not like really normal. It's just kind of like, yeah, you do talk and stay in touch and you do, you know, whenever you're ready to meet up the next time you communicate that, but it's like, you're not texting every second. Like, Oh, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing this right now. Blah, blah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. Um, yeah. um, I get that. Let's switch gears and let's talk about Raven's disc assessment. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So one of our traditions is to have our guests do their disc assessment and then send the results uh, to the email and apparently raven is a high eye like Just one like of and the gem. very nice so uh if someone can give a, a brief description of what uh the high eye might be um while we're pulling it up but validate it's so weird now that i've always in the past i wanted validation for something but now i'm just like i don't need validation for anything like they're not gonna solve my my, my issues on like different, whether it's a new relationship or an old relationship, they're not going to solve like what I need out of that relationship. The only person that's going to solve that, what I'm going to need out that particular relationship or whatever I'm going through in 
in my life is me. So, uh, and it's awesome. it's so key that you say that because you know you got to know who you are and where you're at to know what you need, right? Mm-hmm. And and so a lot of times we're we're looking to the other person to fix us, right? Fix our crown, mm-hmm. whatever the new trending but, verbiage hey, is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But that's exactly what that other person's there for. True. That person is to fill that void, and but you're supposed to fill that void that they're missing too, right? Like. Yeah, y'all are supposed to be whole, but y'all are also supposed also supposed to add to one another. Exactly. Right, and how can you do that if you don't know yeah. where you're coming from? Yeah. Communication. <laughs> Communicate, right? Communicating hey, what you quick, want in the beginning real quick, real and throughout quick, the relationship. Real quick, real quick. So, we're going to go ahead and uh, spit this on Raven's, what is this, Your uh, her profile? Her disc assessment. Honestly, it was, it was, it was spot on for me, but I I can explain it because I have it. I have uh, like the high eye. Okay, go ahead. The summary. Break that shit down. So, so Raven and I are both high eyes. So this might explain both of us at the same time. Okay. So listen up. Dum, dum, dum. (laughs) So uh, the personality style is not afraid to be the center of attention. They're enthusiastic, optimistic, talkative, persuasive impulsive and emotional (laughs) this personality type will trust others naturally truly enjoys being around others and functions best when around people and working in teams so i i want to ask is he aware of that um because i feel like that's the key to the box for you um since we've since we've only been (laughs) since we've only been talking for i think it's a month i've lost track of time Everyone has it. This Everyone moment. has with this COVID. Yeah, I lost track of time, but I mean, like, it's it's good for me that I've lost track of time because I've kind of slowed down in this 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 COVID um, lockdown. It's been good for me. Like, I've been analyzing every relationship, like friendships, and I'm just like, man, this person's not really there for me or whatever. Like Drew said, he a lot of people are reassessing. Uh, yeah. What what they believe to be ne- necessary. Um, yeah. And essential. I, and, and essential, right? And we're I think, habitual. We, we, you know, you get into these these formats and these habits, and just because it's there and it's normal for you, mm-hmm. you participate in that. But when you're when you honestly get a chance to step back and look at it, you so maybe these relationships are not serving me. Maybe these interactions are not serving exactly. me. Exactly. And so, and that's that's why I'm a big proponent. Uh, you know, my dad always said, without reflection, there can be no growth. There, it's so important to take a step back, take some time, and see where you're at and then reassess things. And and there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's where self-care comes in, you know? You, you articulate that to them and say, hey, listen, I need a little bit of time and space mm-hmm. to really just evaluate where I'm at so that I can come back better and stronger for myself and then for you and then for us. Yeah, and I think that's honestly the type of, that's what the sense of type of person that I get that he is. Um, He's well, very, he's a nurse, so he, he yeah. obviously has a caring heart. Oh, yeah, he has a caring, big caring heart, heart and he's he's super sweet, and he he listens to me, and that's so important to me that not only that you that you're listening, but you're an active listener. I was uh, I was listening to we were talking about men are from Mars and women are for Venus mm-hmm. uh, from Venus, and uh, I I watched a great TED talk last night just to uh, educate myself on the subject. Uh, there's a gentleman named uh, John Gray, um, and he talks about um, being a very high-profile counselor, um, and he gets some of the most troubled cases. Wait, he, he has to do with men are from Mars, women are from Venus? Yeah, uh, yeah. He, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's a doctor, but um, 
definitely a counselor. And so he was talking about his advice to men was that, you know, it, it may feel unnatural to men, but, you know, as women um, purge themselves of their emotions via, you know, behavior and um, communication, that when it pauses and it subsides, then the correct response is tell me more. Because I feel like, you know, not just men, but women um, are so in need of um, being heard, right? And a lot of times our society does not provide that ability for that voice to be heard. And so... For women? And for men. I think... Men, and like, not to like... I might get beat up for saying this, but I, I feel like women have a bigger voice than any body right now in society. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and that's a great thing, right? Bro, and matter of fact, I'm glad we're talking about this because we we're just talking about the Ozarks. And I feel like Marty Bird exhibits exactly what men go through. Like, like, and when I say men, I'm not talking about the playboys out here doing what they want to do and not like, I'm talking about men like, Men is like a spirit being, right? It's more than just like, it's more than just physicality. It's more than biology. It's more than just me having a fucking dick and balls. Man is like spirit. It's like somebody who creates something that's greater than themselves. They leave a legacy. That's what man is, right? And most people don't like really grasp that concept, right? I like that you said that because that's what John Gray touches on. You know, he said that a lot of men... Uh, lose their sense of direction when they lose the ability to problem solve. And so when you're talking about... More importantly, and and where where that's rooted in, though, this is what's so crazy because it's all rooted in, like, sexuality. Yeah, sexuality, biology, right? right? Yeah, Yeah. your biology and just being able to, like, focus your energy, right? Concentrate Mm -hmm. your energy and know where you want to, like, like what you want to manifest. That's the ultimate thing. Like, man, Marty Bird was, like, the ultimate problem solver. That's what we're, like, the spirit of man is a problem solver. Right. Ultimately. And as long as, you, as long as you have that expression in your life, you know, uh, I'm reminded of a lot of studies that I've read that people tend to live longer when they stay in their jobs and they, and, and they feel needed, right? So yeah. for a man, uh, to touch on what Drew was saying, is, you know, we need as men to feel like, we need to feel validated. We, we need to feel like we're solving something, right? And yeah. so the more you can do that, the more you have a drive in life. And, yeah. the, and then when, when you don't have that, man. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, to know that you went out, you know, that's why I think traditionally men have been breadwinners is because we want to go out there and we want to, you know, our society has translated problem solving into money making, right? I mean, money will solve every every problem under the sun so you go out there you get the money you bring it back and then you know you can indulge in the things that your family needs that your wife and needs, that's that the problem though needs. right right so it's like the whole idea and it's not the it's not the solution to everything it's like the whole idea of people are like hey i could go take some steroids but where's the value in like taking the, the short route rather than working hard Right, and and like we were saying earlier, is, you know, food. yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> hey, exactly, right? Taco Bell, yeah, that's the spirit of man, right? Speaking about it, y'all and, talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> what I want to underscore with that is that you know you're doing yourself such a disservice when you are not willing to put yourself in those positions where you have to self-reflect. Yeah, yeah, to, right, exactly, yourself, and right? that's and that's the, and that's the detriment of convenience is that you can get it 
you don't have to self-question and and it's just there and it's gone knowing your self-worth right knowing your self-worth it, it's so important maybe is that what y'all are referring no. to well we were just talking <laughs> i, th- I kind of think too we were talking to like the spirit and the whole energy of like who has a voice right now right mm-hmm. and i was like i feel like what man like people mistake man as biology like right like they're like oh okay men are doing this this and this like but man is like a spiritual being what mm-hmm. is what most people don't realize to be a male meaning i have like the parts of a of a male like i have a, a i have balls and a dick that's a yeah. male that's biology right but to be a man is an actual spiritual being and man is a creator right whatever it is music a business uh art whatever it is that's what man is right yeah but maybe we should just look at everybody on the, the same level as what humans. do you mean as humans. but that's the problem yeah but like, we all we, are humans people are different no matter if you're man or woman because sometimes but I, are, I feel like i have man tendency I'm just <laughs> but like i have like no nah. Are you missing the point, though? No, 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 no. But I, I mean, I get and see, you, this is why I, I think we get so lost in this new generation sh- situation. I, I mean, I get what you're saying too, but like some, I feel like a lot of women look at men and say, "Oh, this man is going to do this. This man is going to do that." But we're not looking at people as individuals because we're all different, even though we have some of the same human characteristics. We're all different. We're all different but, people. We learn different things in different situations. So we have to address people in different ways and different emotions. So we can't just necessarily say categorize them. Exactly. We can't necessarily say, M, oh, this this girl is, you know, she's twenty two. She's she's gonna be doing this, she's gonna be doing that, or Drew's gonna be doing this or doing that. We have to address each other as as you, humans. I had this conversation with my sister when she was raising her twin boys. And uh, what the terminology that is, you have to meet people where they are. You know, you have to you have to make them feel like where they're at is okay enough to proceed forward. And you know, especially like we were talking earlier, you know, with our society, the ego is there, and you know, no one wants to be wrong. So it's so important to touch bases with them, see where they are, and build that relationship with them, and then move forward. But I like that we're touching on this because I want to talk about uh, Glow. Uh, it is a female product that uh, we were able to try out, my my fiance and I, and I think M tried it out. I, I, don't, I don't know. If, right? So <laughs> we, we, actually, we actually uh, yeah, we, yeah. are aware of this because of Drew. And so I'll let Drew explain what it is, and then and I you guys. I don't know what it is. <laughs> so basically, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm not you and, go? and basically, maybe, some people I know that. Uh, well, that it's well, an, I, a booster. I was going to read the description. You apply it to your vagina, and you know, inside it gives you it, inside your vagina. Wait, you put it inside? I put it inside. Just to, I don't know if I'm supposed to. Let me read. I didn't read the directions. <laughs> I'll forget that. The clitoris is inside your vagina, so you apply it inside your vagina. Technically, she's right. Not it's, in your, it's, with, it's within the hood of exactly. the... Exactly. Uh, yeah. In the beginning so, of the... I only apply it to the clitoris. <laughs> well, tell us about your clitoris. experience with it. Um, I mean, so, it, if, it's so uh, obviously people are listening, so what, so, so what is the feel? What is the sensation? It's kind of like having a small vibrator on your vagina without having a vibrator on it. 
Well, I mean, that's that's How's ninety. That's worth that 90, 90 bucks right there, right? Well, I mean, glow it. Well, did it glow? Um, <laughs> I mean, I I usually glow, but hey, um, it, it, it has glow. like a. I feel like it has kind of like a, a heating sensation. Okay. Um, would I probably use it again? Probably for me personally, no, because I I, I experienced so many different like arousal things for myself and getting to know my body. What what do I call it? Flicking the bean? Should I can I can I say that on there? Sexual yeah. exploration. Um, exactly. And um I mean, it, I think it'd be good for someone, you know, if they if they're not. She said, "Flicking the bean." <laughs> well, that's what I said earlier. I was like, I, when I was jacking off, and I was like, "What can we say? What is the proper term for women?" Flicking the bean. I don't know. Flicking the bean. Uh, rubbing one out. Uh, rubbing one out. <laughs> Masturbation. Uh, I don't know. Self care. Uh, well, review. like like Raven was saying, yes, I enjoyed it. It was great, but. It's not something that I would purchase um, just because I can get my own better sensation out of my vibrator, to be honest. Okay, so maybe it, maybe it is something that would accentuate a vibrator, oh, really? right? Yeah. And it's recommended right before sex. I think right it would probably be good for a relationship. Maybe for someone, like if they're looking to spice up their relationship, I think this will be a perfect gel combined with certain things. Wink, wink, um, if you know what I mean. Um but if you're in a relationship, I think this will be like the perfect combination. In a committed relationship, uh, I've learned that uh, reinventing the wheel is very important, right? Mm-hmm. So um, the the science behind the brain is that, you know, and that's why it feels so great to meet a new person, right? Because all of those things are new and you don't know where it's going. So it's so important in a relationship to be able to reinvent you know, the same thing, right? Yeah. Exactly. And so so maybe this is something more for people who are uh, in a relationship where they want to add that next level or that yeah. or an additional layer to uh, yeah. to their, their sexuality. You know, it's funny you say that because I think most of the people were like in relationships. I think. Maybe did they do a study on this? Yeah, this they product? did. It the... was for couples, really. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, like. I, I, I'm good with, you know, sexual pleasure and everything, regardless if it's myself or somebody mm-hmm. else. So any additives, they're, they're not for me. I think they're for different people. So people are different mm-hmm. when it comes to just sex in general. So I think it would be good for some people. And also, I think it also could be good for my experience. I think it would be better for a couple just, you know, to spice things up in the relationship. And that's what we found as well. Yeah. Um, we found that it was, uh, it, it is, it, it added a, a, a new layer that was mm-hmm. interesting. Um, I guess, I guess my next question would be, which I told you I was going to ask you, uh, ladies, what's your take on your favorite position? Em, do you want to go first? <laughs> sure. To be honest, you know, I love, I love pleasing the man, you know, so I, I, I enjoy being on top. To please a man, but wait, wait, can I interrupt with that? Because I feel like, um, but I don't enjoy it. Sorry. No, I, and I get that. Uh, I feel like, um, well, the recommendation for women is, is, uh, 
you can probably reach climax easier if you're on top, right? Because you're in more control. Not but we were necessarily. Talking, that's okay. That is not where necessarily. rhythm comes in. Yes. Okay. We we're talking about this. Let's get to our sex positions first. But I, I'm gonna hop on that for a second. So yes, I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, I, me personally, I think it depends on the girl. Like I, I like being on top because I like to please them, but that's not when I feel the, feel the best. Really? Okay. Yeah. So what so, position? Um, that's a good point. Do- though. What, for me, it's doggy. It's a position where I feel comfortable, sexy, and that like I can be control, but at the same time, they're in control. If that makes any sense. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, cause like, cause I can still be in control and, and doggy in a way, but you know. Yeah. I, I think what I feel is that, um, good sex has to do with one thing, rhythm. Right. And the kind of way I explain it is like, it's like a pump, right? So if you're going in, she needs to be going down and vice versa. Right. Because you create a rhythm together. And I think that's what leads into uh, I would probably say the best sexual positions, and maybe Drew can speak on this. Drew, what, wait, wait, what's... we gotta, wait. We gotta let Raven say hers first, and then Drew can talk. Oh about yeah, it. please. Because I know Drew has a lot to say about this. So, sex is my favorite topic, first and foremost. <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but how I see it is, it depends on the person for me. Um, first, first and foremost, my favorite position is probably, um. I would say I'm I'm a classy girl. I love I love missionary, but I'm I like because my body is just so flexible. Believe it or not, because I'm curvy. But I think for me, it just depends on the person who I'm with. Like I I get a sense of like say we try one position and it's not that good. I'm just like we try another position. It just all depends on just I feel that if you're not that switching person. it up three or four positions during sex, it's yeah. Right. Hold on, she was talking about this earlier, and she was talking about, you know, having bad sex with people. Oh, and God. I don't see how that's possible, right? Because for me, like, possible. I can gauge before I'm fucking you if you're a good fuck. I just feel like that. Like, there's no and way. When you, and when you say good you fuck, what do you mean by that? Like, I, like good if, sex? If the chemistry, what, like, to me, like, there's but, no way you, no, you're going to get in the bedroom and realize all of a sudden, like, you're not a sex, like, you're not going to fuck this no, person. Even that's, though, that's the mean, thing. But even though the chemistry is good, the sex can still be bad just Bullshit. because. Bullshit. No, it's Maybe it's for guys with women look, that they look, can. Right. They can look, just, that's, wait, hold on. Wait, hold let on. me slow this down. Let's, hold on. I agree. I agree. I'm not Hold on. That's why back to what we were talking about. Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. Venus. And I'm not Venus trying to be is a cocky. better planet. I'm not trying to be cocky, but <laughs> no, 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 well, I, I think it, I think it's just I a am. dichotomy, right? So for men, I, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's for right. men, it's different, right? That's why so, I asked that question. Can I, like, what is? Can I what speak? Is, yeah, may, yeah, 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 yeah. May sure. I speak on this? Yeah, real but quick? so yeah. let let let's get a male let perspective about quick. what what is good in terms of position. My, all I was saying, though, in my opinion, I get that you don't agree. In my opinion, there's no way. I'm getting in the bedroom and I'm hooking up with a chick and all of a sudden realize the sex isn't good. Like is that, that a com- does, is that a common thing does, for females? That does not happen to me. Well, that's if, not if, my if, situation. If you and you, and you can but there ain't no but look, there's no female out there right now and I promise you even the ones I'm not with and 
Like, that will tell you, oh, Drew was bad in the bed at the same time. That's all that I'm saying. So, what is well, going on? No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Wait a minute. Is it I because you're you. being, you're not minute. associating what is good in the bed you're, with biology, your biology and your body and your chemistry? Maybe because people get wrapped up because somebody got, drives a cool car or they got, they're, they're cool around their friends and you, you think how do, that does not relate to sex. And I'm, I've never been someone that's relied on outside, outside things to attract a female to me. It's me and who I am and my personality. So that's why when I'm in the bedroom with the female, it's because we click, we have chemistry. So, but if you're making your decision on hooking up with someone based on external like things, that's where I think that comes into place is when it's based on external things that you think like you're attracted to this person, but you get in the bedroom and realize you don't have any sexual So maybe chemistry. you're attracted to the you, car like, or the I, money? It's yeah. just, it's it, not even... At that point, it's not even an emotional or a chemistry thing. It's a physical thing. Like, they're like. Physically, it doesn't. It's just physically not good. Right. And you can you can almost feel it. You're just like in the moment and you don't want to say anything. But honestly, I'm I'm an honest person. I'm going to tell you that I'm. I'm just not into it, and then I'm gonna walk out. Have Have so you ever quit you, sex? You can't tell. I've, like, I've quit sex a lot of you times. You can't tell not from. Okay, here, give me here. Give me here. You can't tell from kissing a guy if he's good in the bed or not. Um, I honestly, I really, I honestly, I can. I can. Exactly. That's my I can, point. I can. So tell, even if it's not minute, just wait from a minute, chemistry. but I don't kiss everybody. That's the thing. I don't. I don't like You're kissing. You're not kissing somebody. You, no, no, no. I don't like I don't like kissing everybody. My very, kissing for fucking, me. Are y'all no, kissing no, no. or kissing, what? Kissing, are you not are you not kissing Listen, fucking? kissing kissing for me. <laughs> kissing for me is an emotional thing. Like it's an emotional But, but fucking's not. not but fucking, fucking No, 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 no. no, no. Oh, that's not what I'm saying. No, I'm that's not what I'm saying. I said kissing for me is an emotional thing. You should also, not be fucking somebody you're not also, kissing. That's the point. Also <laughs> Also, I feel like <laughs> sex for me too is an emotional thing for me. It's always ha it always has been like ever since I was younger. Like I didn't ha I didn't lose my virginity till I was nineteen, and and I thought I was gonna be with this guy, and I thought I was gonna marry him. Like we were together for eight years, but like I'm saying, sex is sex is it, it is a uh, it is it, it is important to me, but kissing is important to me. But I don't kiss everybody. Like, I don't do everything with everybody that I, I first meet. You know what? Can I say that as a guy? Um, <clears throat> so recently, I was dealing with the issue, and we were ta um, talking about fucking versus making love, right? And I and kissing came up in the conversation. And kissing is a very intimate thing, right? Because it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a prelude to sexuality. Can I just say this real quick? I'm not fucking some bitch I can't kiss. That's all I'm saying. If so, I can't kiss you, I'm not, I'm not fucking saying that I wouldn't like kiss that. Him, but, but that's a that, No, but that's it's like, it's a different type of it's arousal. Just, it's just different. Like for me like the for for me the guy that I'm kissing right now, I'm not going to go into details with our relationship because I just want to keep that special. Well, but like I love I kissing him. I like the last guy that I was kissing, like I I definitely could see like us like kind of deteriorating just because I just wasn't feeling him as much as I was just because there was so much drama in that relationship. Right. So when I, 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 I think, didn't want to kiss him. I didn't really yeah. want to be around him. Was the sex good? Yeah. The sex, sex was spectacular. 
But so so kissing is kind of a form of, of lovemaking, right? I, and, and so I think so. I think That's so too because I'm learning that in my relationship, right? So it's like it's like kissing is such an intimate thing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's almost like like taking a step backwards to take a step forward. But what? Man, so so, so I'm tripping on why do I keep saying kissing like no no but like, I I mean I th- no but I, I I think it is different because I've had you know recent relationships even my past relationship that's why I realized it was just fucked because we you know would have sex at first we had it at a, had it a lot and then it kind of de- deteriorated and he's like and I was like why do you not kiss me and he's just like what like. Like just making some I, I think I like, think kissing is, um, is a barometer. You, know you don't kiss. You don't kiss your hand when you're jacking off. You know. <laughs> well, I, you I was gonna kiss say somebody kiss somebody when you're like in a relationship. Can I ask why is kissing so important to you um, before sex? Yeah. Before or, sex? Yeah. I didn't say before sex. I'm just saying in, in general. In general, like it's on the same level of ha- as having sex. Like, how can you not have kissing without sex? Like, can I say this? Like, I, I think that know. kissing indi- indicates the level of intimacy, right? Yeah. And, and so, then like, how and, can and you so want to sleep kissing, with someone who doesn't want to be that intimate with you? Like you're letting them put their body part inside you. And at the same time, maybe, maybe it's, it's it, maybe. Yeah. I think Emily, it, you're, you right on the money with that, that it does depend on the person. Cause some people are more emotional, emotionally driven towards that person and they do have a connection. And maybe that leads to, you know, what we're talking about with the, like the whole kissing I, I, and into I, the- I think we're, I think we're talking about in- intimacy versus, uh, sexuality. Yeah. And, and, and that's a big thing How for a lot of relationships. That's why I'm wondering why, well, it's stages. why is this, it's like stages of the same thing. Because Drew, separate Drew, Drew, the two. maybe because How do you separate the two. Drew, because maybe that's you know what I, you, I you are looking for and what what you find in a girl is that y'all no, are both intimate think, in a way and you just like, don't just fuck anyone that's moving. Science and the reality and the science and everything. No, I but not everyone's are, like that though. Like, but they're they're in not like so. Here's the thing. So you have like so Chris Rock had this saying in the past, right? He was mm-hmm. like. You can drive your your car with your feet if you want to, right? But that doesn't mean it's right. <laughs> but so, yeah, so, so are, like, everyone you fuck is like, are you trying to like date them? What do you mean? What? Like, are you trying to date everyone that you fuck? No, I'm not trying to fuck somebody I'm not willing to date, right? Like, if I'm See, not willing to let you meet my people and shit, why what, waste my time and fuck you? Because I think that you're day, on a word might get out that I fucked you. And I'm no, already I think, I, I think I, that I, how you're thinking right now is, like, is such just, a good quality about and, you. And, and look, it is such a good quality. But look, about I'm going to be honest. I haven't always thought this comes from experience. I've been that mm-hmm. dumb fuck that's done all this dumb shit. So I'm just sharing from experience. Yeah. Like everybody has to go through that and learn on their own. I'm just sharing through my experience. Like, I've done the dumb shit, and I'm like, okay, now I get why I don't fuck somebody that I would never want to want people to know I fucked. Or, like, I don't hook up with someone yeah. who, like, isn't willing to meet, you know, meet my, like, you know what I'm saying? Now or I, that I'm not willing to take around can, and meet can, my mom. Now like, I can certainly <laughs> understand what, you know you're, what, what you're, where you're coming from. Because it's way, like, there's so, that's yeah. where, when people talk about baggage and relationships, that's the baggage they're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. They're talking about these bag, like, we don't get, like, this, this, this baggage from going through and f- 
dealing with people, these empty relationships, and shit like that. Like, yeah. but you gotta go through that, and like that's the beauty of, of life. And right? and you how does that, that feel experience. as a female to like engage and be in a relationship, but you're not there, right? That's horrible, right? Because, um, I, I think it's a human thing, but I think women vibrate and resonate with that more. You know, you want to feel connected. And so kissing is very important. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times that's the first thing to go, right? Kissing, when kissing goes, then the intimacy usually goes. For, for me, like when I, I guess when I'm looking back at my dating life or like guys that I hooked up, which I'm probably not proud of, but probably anybody's not proud of. Okay. But All experience just, is valid. Yeah, just be honest. I'm gonna be honest and upfront. Um, but some relate some some things I look back out on like hookups like they weren't really worth it one because like I knew in my head that that person like thinking on an emotional level like you drew that they weren't gonna be in my life for a long period of time and you can tell that but, by kissing right by yeah, the intimacy I could, level. I could tell them by kissing I can tell about like how the forcefulness the of what they're wanting and me giving into that just giving into it just because like I was trying to find something in them, which I should have just been trying to find in myself, which was self-worth that like, I didn't need that shit. Like, I don't need them. I don't need any of that. I, I just really need to focus on what Raven really wants and what Raven really needs. What matters to you, right? Exactly. And, and, and find that resonance yeah. in the other person. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what differs like the sexuality and intimacy, like intimacy the, is so important. I mean, yeah, cause anybody it, can have it, sex. It's very important. Right. But if you're if you're in a committed relationship or if you truly care about someone, the intimacy you will feel is, it. You will feel yeah. it in every inch of your body when you're when you are experiencing like either if it's making love or if you're you're just now like Dude, what, if you're just now into that relationship. What, back, back, I feel when like you I feel like that's what you had. Back to communication, right? Communi- because when the commu- communication breaks down. Yeah, the intimacy goes. Dude, that's what that's how I feel. Like I look back at my you know my last relationship that lasted half a year. Kind of makes me sad because I feel like we did not. You lost that. It's like it's like it wasn't even there, like at all. Okay, so I'm like, gonna invite like, Raven back on the program because this is this is such a second podcast, right? About uh, communication leads into intimacy, right? And and that's how it starts, right? When you have good communication with someone, you you develop that chemistry, and then that chemistry leads to intimacy. I feel like in my in my own personal experience. Yeah. So, Raven, do you promise to come back on the program and talk yes. about this? I promise, I promise, I promise. Right. But only if our um, if y'all subscribers, you know, like and comment and interact with us and tell us what you think. Of, what y'all think about this? Because I honestly, I personally want to know your opinion on um, your in, the difference between intimacy and sexuality because it's important. It's important for people to know these things when they're going into relationships or if they're in the current relationships and they're thinking about those certain things that you know, like questioning, questioning your relationships. Because yeah. I mean, a lot of it has to do with this. Man, so when you when you say that though, and then that I think that's the issue. Like, and from my my perspective, mm-hmm. it's like you're separating the two. They're they're one and the same. And that's it, a, that's it the thing. Should is be people one separate today. Intimacy. I'm gonna say this. We we could talk about this for hours and hours yeah. and hours. We, we better we better do a second podcast. It's you already late. promised to come back on. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but thank you, Raven, for coming on. Um, we got deep as we always do. 
Um, but we're going to make this a second segment because, I mean, a lot of people are out there dealing with this, you know, and this is stuff that, you know, you don't get in school. You don't get in the workplace. And so it's so important for people to have these conversations so you can grow. Mm -hmm. Self-development is so important. Uh, Well, uh, I guess we'll, uh, we'll end up there. And, uh, you know, as we always say, be you, be true, be social until next time, guys. Peace. Peace.